1: Hey, it's 3.06. It's Friday. It's Jaylin and Brad this afternoon. Andrew is away today. He'll be back on Monday. Well, the province has announced new rules for selling vehicles or getting them fixed. They go into effect next week in the hopes of increasing transparency and protecting you, the customer. With the details, we're joined by the Minister of Service Alberta, Brian Melkinson. Minister, thanks for joining us this afternoon.
2: Happy to be uh, with you today.
1: Okay, so tell us, so uh, why the move? Were there too many complaints? Too many bad eggs out there?
2: Well, what happened was uh, we've been consulting on this since last year, and it actually came out of an independent third-party report that was showing that uh, uh, you know consumers weren't being uh, weren't being protected, and that the uh, regulatory board that uh, governs and uh, puts sanctions on uh, the auto industry. Uh, I didn't have a makeup that was really serving Albertans, So we took those recommendations uh, in mind and uh, consulted, and now we have the changes that came out of it.
0: So, Minister, going forward, what will sellers have to provide buyers?
2: Uh, Sellers having to provide buyers uh, with the history of the particular car. So that means if the car was used for commercial purposes, like a limousine or a taxi, uh, whether it had been repaired from a serious accident, or whether the car was rebuilt. So basically the same information that the dealers have uh consumers will now have that and some dealers were already doing that this is just regulating industry best practice
0: minister does this only provide to dealers because i sold my car earlier this year it was at the end of april now as an independent seller would i have to go and gather all of this information to provide to a a potential buyer
2: no this is only for uh commercial um auto uh, new and auto sales so if you are a private individual selling your car on uh, Kijiji or Auto Trader, um, these rules uh, do not apply. Although if a consumer was doing that, of course there's ways through registries. You can uh, do vehicle searches uh, and reports on a used vehicle during a private sale and you know, it always encourage consumers to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, and and but I, I yeah, in my mind though, it would be a really easy way just to yeah, if you're just selling it from one person to the next, not tell the full truth. As awful as 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 that sounds, Minister, it sounds really easy to do. Um, is there anything that you can do on that front? On um, uh, private well, sales.
2: You, well, you know, uh, private sales or that. I mean, of course, there's encourage people to uh, visit the AMVIC website uh, mm-hmm. or uh, the Vis- service Alberta site for some tips on uh, buying used vehicles in a, in a private standpoint. And uh, we wanted to have these changes uh, specifically for industry because, you know, just, okay. uh, you know, a private sale, you know, whether you are, uh, uh, you know, it is for an item like, uh, you know, you're going to buy a lawnmower from somebody or whether you're buying a car. I mean, everybody's situation is different. Um, so, you know, private sales uh, are just that, and uh, we didn't uh, think it, you know, think it was appropriate at this time to uh, put those changes onto private sales. But, of course, uh, you know, uh, if, uh, you know, there's a problem with that, I mean, we're always willing to look at and see how we can, you know, make life better for Albertans and for consumers. But uh, right now, that's not something we're looking at.
1: So were there commercial sales uh, dealerships that weren't doing this, that weren't being upfront and honest?
2: Um, there, there was. I mean, uh, this is where, uh, you know, we've put into regulation industry best practices. And that was something that, you know, actually industry asked us for. Uh, a lot of what was happening was, uh, you know, industry wants to be able to compete on a level playing field. And, you know, uh, and when consumers are, uh, you know, have uh, faith in the, you know, honesty of the industry... Uh, then that means consumers can shop with confidence. That's good for the industry, and it's good for consumers. It's about transparency. But, Minister, the,
1: M- the Motor Dealers Association of, o- of Alberta saying these new rules um, create a, quote, burdensome and uneven playing field.
2: Well, you know, uh, I honestly uh, disagree with that. The uh, You know, I was, had Bill Bennett, uh, the head of uh, AMVIC, uh, was uh, right with me when I made this announcement on Thursday. We consulted, consulted extensively with industry, and, I mean, there was a, a you know, couple of uh, owners of car dealerships feel that, uh, you know, uh, consumer protection um, is against their best interests and are, you know, supporting another party to do that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we've seen that from the opposition that they're, uh, you know, uh, selling out their uh, platforms to the highest bidder. And, you know, that's a bold strategy for them. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's something uh, we're about. We're about protecting consumers. And that's what we've done with this legislation, and I'm frankly quite proud of it. So, Minister, can you provide
0: any sort of insight as to what kind of penalties will be levied levied against these dealers should they not provide the necessary documents to buyers?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, the uh, legislation provides up to a uh, hundred thousand uh, dollar fine. Uh, I would encourage any consumer who feels like uh, an auto repair shop or uh, a newer used auto detailer, uh, uh, sorry, auto dealer is. Uh, uh, doing something that might be against legislation is to report that to AMVIC because AMVIC is now a public body. It is their job uh, to regulate the industry and, you know, investigate uh, bad practice in the industry. And, you know, uh, you know they're frankly, uh, you know, quite excited to be able to continue to uh, go after bad apples in the in- industry because for them, you know, bad apples in the industry makes the whole industry look bad and that's frankly bad for business and is not in the interest of over.
1: So, Minister, give me an idea. I always thought uh, it was AMVIC's job to do what you just said. With the change um, next week, becoming a public a- agency, what, what difference does it give AMVIC and the powers uh, next week that they don't have this past week?
2: Uh, well, this again came out of the uh, third-party cuff report. Um, with this, now being a with AMVIC now being a public agency that means the majority of the members of AMVIC will be public so that is six industry members um six public members and a public chair so what it is it's really uh rebalancing the uh regulator to have representatives both from the customer side uh, of the business and mm-hmm. from the industry side of the business i think we'll go a long way to uh rebalancing things
1: what about uh the auto shops when we were talking? I know there was a a change when it came to the audio auto shops as well and about uh uh some of um the things that they're going to have to do when asked. Can you expand on that
2: absolutely uh you know some of you may know i'm uh am very much an automotive enthusiast so you know i you know custom cars sometimes has custom problems so you know, I've always appreciated shops and, you know, I've seen that the best shops in the businesses are the ones that are always already doing um, these practices. And what the legislation is going to require is that uh, customers who ask for a quote uh, on the repair uh, must be given one. And shops must uh, get authorization uh, from the customer uh, to go ahead with repairs. As we all know, when somebody goes into a shop, uh, somebody might want to do... Uh, you know, an $800 repair under car. And for another customer, that $800 uh, might be a bit too much for them, and they may decide to, uh, you know, let the car go and get a different one.
0: Uh,
1: Minister Malkinson, just a a question from Wayne on my text line this afternoon. Wants to know, does this have any impact on buying a car at a commercial auto auction sales business or just at a dealership?
2: Um, Well, uh, auto auction, of course, is... uh, I believe, uh, regulated by AMVIC. So um, uh, I believe auction houses are a little bit different on uh, how they do it. I'm actually not 100% certain of that off the top of my head. Give me a moment. I might be able to get back to uh, <laughs> uh, get back to your listener on that particular point.
1: All righty. Well, um, this uh, will be interesting how it shakes down. I know as, as we're saying that the Motor Dealers Association of Alberta is saying one thing, you're saying it, this is going to be better for uh, for consumers. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you this afternoon, Minister Melkinson. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you.
1: Take care. That is the Minister of Service, Alberta, today. Um, yeah, it's I. I know how many cars that we've sold just person to person out of at our house. You know, the kid buys one and buys something else. And you always wonder how honest you oh, know, yeah. that that is. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, to me, it just would s- seem that a, a dealership would know this information.
0: Right, and the reason why I asked the question about independently selling is there's obviously a cost that would incur going to. A service office to get all of these documents right? So if I had sold my car earlier this year and this yeah. was in effect, now I have to go spend an hour or two of my time getting all these documents paying God knows what fee is attached you to you don't that. have to worry about it. I don't, but that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> because down the road I'm obviously going to sell another vehicle and that would just be a pain in the butt. And a- another cost incurred to, to mm-hmm. me when when you think like you know really, I had to get a couple of documents when I sold my last car $10 here, 20 bucks there for a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: It's Jalen and uh, Brad this afternoon. Andrew away today. Be back with me on Monday. Stick grounds three sixteen. Beautiful uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, the Oilers with that big win last night.
0: That's yeah, huge. Four one over the defending Stanley Cup champs. That's Evan pretty Bouchard awesome. with his first career goal. It was a big night. They got uh, performances from guys that well, are not named Connor McDavid.
1: Well, and that was it. When I was watching the when I was watching the highlights, um, because I was I was out last night, so didn't watch the game, but I was watching the highlights this morning when I was at home doing some work. And I'm like, okay, when when did Connor when did Connor when what did did he not score? Oh, there it was! Not yeah. till the very end, yeah. but uh, that was that was uh, something else. I think that's uh, that's certainly a confidence builder right there.
0: Yeah, four, three, and one on the season. Big game tomorrow. They play in the afternoon in Nashville. Um, Nashville was here last Saturday, shut them out three nothing. So yeah. and Edmonton tomorrow is starting. Um, What's his name? Like, oh, Miko Koskinen. There okay. we go. The backup goal. He's getting mm. his first taste of the NHL regular season. Give him so. a little
1: bit of a break.
0: Yeah, he's gonna need it at some points.
1: Ugh. So the, um, the City Ford Faceoff show gets underway at 11:30 tomorrow. Puck drop at one o'clock. Then they play on Sunday as well, playing uh, Chicago. That game, uh, puck drop at four o'clock as well. Then we're into Tuesday of next week. On the other hand. We're just waiting to see what happens with the Eskimos. They're uh, finishing up their bye week. Don't play again until Saturday, November 3rd. But will that game mean anything?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> a weird night tonight. Edmonton is cheering for Calgary. Uh, you don't exactly see that happen too often. But, I mean, you have Calgary's to... Calgary's
1: playing Winnipeg, right?
0: Right. So if Calgary beats Winnipeg tonight, next weekend's game between Edmonton and Winnipeg, means it's, it's everything. And Edmonton has to win to make the playoffs. So if Winnipeg wins tonight, Eskimos are done. Uh, It's that simple. uh, I know. In the,
1: in the meantime, uh, we're counting down to Grey Cup at the end of uh, next month. Uh, the tons of stuff going on the Grey Cup Festival. It'll be uh, disappointing, of course, but November first, uh, November 21st, 22nd, we'll be broadcasting live from the Grey Cup Festival downtown, uh, which is going to be tons of fun. We're making lots of plans for that right now. That uh, alumni luncheon on the 23rd uh, sounds fantastic. The Grey Cup Parade is that Saturday. Never been into a grey cup my goal is to make it to the grey cup uh, this year the last time I had grey cup tickets I, uh, I had to give them oh well, I didn't have to give them up I gave them to my dad and to my then boyfriend who's now my husband uh, coach to, to go to the game so and I, I watched it at home but I my, my fingers are crossed I'm going to make it this year which is exciting
0: yeah, I'd like to go too. That's the plan anyways.
1: And uh, I know we just we were just talking about the Oilers, but just want to jump back to that. There was a 50-50 um prize that wasn't claimed recently.
0: It wasn't claimed recently, so Tuesday night when Edmonton is back home after the Nashville yes. back-to-back with Chicago Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday night Rogers Place, Minnesota Wild in town, 50-50 starting at 46 Grand. Nice. So, the last time that they rolled it over? Yep the winning ticket was $250,000.
1: Oh, that's a nice hunk of change.
0: So if you uh, want to test your luck and have some spare cash to go to the game, uh, make sure you bring a few bucks to get some 50-50 tickets because you could uh, mm-hmm. you be walking away with a healthy Chunk of change.
1: So I saw this today, and I laughed. And it's a Friday afternoon. Thought we could have some fun with it. And uh, what this means, though, Ched is you're going to have to fess up a few things at 6:30, 6:30, or give me a call at 496-0063. So um, on Tuesday morning. Uh, of this week, uh, a gal by the name of uh, Shannon Proudfoot, obviously she's a writer uh, or a blogger somewhere, she said, she tweeted, what's the most mundane but thunderous epiphany you've ever had? Something so ridiculously dull that still Uh, She was just saying that she was looking for some fun conversation and thought maybe two people might respond to it. There's been over 1,500 responses since then, and it continues to go on. It's just a huge monster thread on, on Twitter now. And she said her original tweet, now get this, her original tweet was um, was uh, started by a trip to the grocery store the day before when she grabbed a carton of eggs, popped it open, and started tapping each of the eggs while the kids sat in the shopping cart. She says that she watched her mom do this weekly through her entire career, her entire childhood. And every time I, you know, she said, you know, is is mom insane? What's going, why is she counting them? Uh, why, Why is she counting them? Can't she tell that there's 12 eggs in there? She says it wasn't until she was in her teens by the time she realized that she was moving the eggs, just rocking the eggs a little bit in their cardboard nests to make sure none we broken. That was like her epiphany. It's like, that's what that was for? took her years and years to do it. And she says she wasn't uh, alone here. So some of the things that came in on this one, so think about it and share it with us there, Chadville. was um, this, for example, I thought arson was a guy. The news would say <laughs> arson is suspected. And I was like, another one? They got to catch this guy. <laughs> Um, oh, that's great. David says, you know that little arrow on the side of the gas indicator on your car's dashboard points to which side the tank is on? Really? You knew that.
0: No, I didn't. I'm not kidding. Are you serious? Yeah. I had no, like the one that lights up in your car?
1: Yeah, and it's got an arrow pointing to the gas tank. It tells you, that's it's telling you which side your gas tank is on. Oh, man. See, I just learned that one a couple of years ago. See, right? And once you, once you learn it, it's like, What? Oh, man. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, I just remember I... borrowing my parents' vehicle so many times and going, what side is the gas exactly. tank left or right? That's and what it's for. Listen to this one
1: from Chloe. I didn't realize that Dr. Spock and Mr. Spock weren't the same person until I was a grown-ass woman. <laughs> I was always baffled how a fictional Vulcan became the expert on raising real human babies. <laughs>
0: These are great. <laughs> right?
1: So what is it for you, Chadville, at 630, 630 or give me a call at four nine I'll tell you what mine was. A couple of years ago, uh, Coach and I ordered um, through a local um, gardening place, and they every week would deliver a box of uh, fresh vegetables. And with it was not broccoli, Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Right. I had no idea that Brussels sprouts grew on like almost a cane, like a
0: big really? piece of big, yeah. Like a stalk almost. Like
1: a big, thick stalk, and there's just the balls on it, like the, the Brussels sprouts hanging off the side. I had no idea. I tweeted that. I said, how is it that I got to mid-40 and didn't know that Brussels sprouts grew on a stalk?
0: When I was a kid, uh-huh. when I ate so many barbecue chips, mm-hmm. I'd run around and open my mouth and ask my mom if my mouth was on fire. <laughs> I literally thought that there would be little flames pouring off my tongue.
1: 496 <laughs> One more before we go to break, and then please hold on, Margaret. I want your phone calls, okay? How about this one? Um, the Beatles. Never even noticed that it wasn't spelled Beatles, B. E E T L E S. Then it dawned on me, oh, because beats and music. B E A T L E S. Beatles. Oh boy. Facepalm. Oh no. Okay, so let's have some fun with this at four nine six zero zero six three. We'll take a break for the three thirty news um, and pick it up on the other side.
0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.